I've cried like three times during meditation, randomly listening to this playlist. I don't know why. <laughs> I, I, I love that. I went to say, that's great. And then I was like, should I say that's great? I mean, that I, great? I don't know. <laughs> it just happens. No, that is great. I'm Nina. And I'm Liz. We don't have all the answers, but we do have a bottle of wine and some thoughts. If you're looking for honest musings on life, happiness, health, and wellness, you've come to the right place. We'll even throw in a couple off-the-wall jokes, some personal stories, and of course, some shenanigans. So grab a glass of wine and join the conversation. Hey, Wine and Shiners. Welcome back to a new episode of the podcast. We are super, super stoked to have our interview with Cassandra Bodzak coming at you today. We're laughing because it's our second interview with Cassandra Bodzak. It's our second go around. The first time we had such a great conversation. It was super organic and I felt like I learned so much. We actually dived a lot into her personal story Mm -hmm. in the first episode first recording. We didn't do that so much in the second one, but yeah. So we like got a lot into our personal story and her book. Um, and then when we were done, we had looked and it, I think it was like five minutes. Yes. But we had talked for over an hour. Right. And I think most of the stuff we talk about, I mean, our listeners don't hear this, but the first five minutes is like, Hey, here's what we're going to do. Here's how it's going to go. So it's like not five minutes of substance. Right. It was just like, just nothing just good, nothing good, just gabbing. And then the whole rest of the interview was gone and it was really sad. So we emailed her and asked if she would mind re-recording the interview. And she so kindly said yes, because she's a great person. And that's what we just recorded today. And I think it was supposed to happen because the conversation we had today, it like you said, it went a totally different direction, totally new takeaways. And obviously this is the episode our listeners were meant to hear, this version. And it was super therapeutic. I feel like this episode was almost like she was was talking to us specifically about like healing some things we've been going through. That's kind of how it came about. But hopefully I feel like you all will be able to relate because the questions are sort of broad. Like, how do you listen to your intuition? How do you find what lights you up? All of these themes that we've been talking about lately on the podcast and Cassandra just gives some really, really awesome examples that we can relate to that will help us kind of find and listen to our intuition in our own lives. Plus, we talk about musical meditation. That's something we haven't talked about before because I think a lot of our, when we've talked to people about meditation, it's very like, go to a calm place and like be with yourself, with your thoughts. And like, maybe it's guided or maybe it's, you know, some some kind of noise, like a waterfall. Right. It's always, um, I feel like very, I don't know, music just feels so celebratory to me. Yep. And meditation always feels like, okay, I have to turn off my mind and be calm. And that was a really cool takeaway for me. And we because, talk about dancing. Yeah, because all the time I've, when I meditate, I'm like, I don't think I'm doing this right. It feels funny. But I'm now going to go home and try some musical meditation. Yeah. Movement meditation. So I guess what we're trying to say is this one is... It's a good one. It's a goodie. It's a goodie. It's another one of those grab your journal, grab your pen. You have a lot of note taking to do during this episode. I just thought of that YouTube video, like, hide your kids, hide your wife. (laughs) Grab your journal, grab your pen. Hide your kids, hide your wife. Because we got something. No, no, no. I don't remember the rest of it. That was so 2007. No, when was that? That was actually like college. That we were in college in 2007 because we're old. 
old. Getting old. Um, but no, let's talk about some sponsors like real quick. And I know like if you're like me, you'll probably fast forward through this. But, but don't. Okay. Listen. It's good information. Care of vitamins. Still loving them. Still taking them. Um, if you guys have been taking your care of vitamins, let us know. Yeah. I'm really interested in hearing how they're working out for you. But like super quick, super easy. Go on, take a questionnaire, see what vitamins might be best for your body and they'll send you a happy little package with your name on it. And if you want 50% off your first month's order, just type in the code SHINE at checkout. Yep, that's takecareof.com. Like take care of yourself. Mm-hmm. and hop on, um, get some vitamins just for you. Like Nina said, ethically sourced, responsibly sourced, always important. And uh, keep shining with our little code we got there. Yeah. So with that being said, let's not waste any more time with our interview with Cassandra Bodzak. So hi, Cassandra. Thank you so much for coming on and doing this podcast with us. I know this is round two because the other <laughs> one didn't, didn't record all the way. So we're really, really grateful that you're having this conversation with us again. Of course. Thanks for having me. Definitely. So for our listeners who are not familiar with you, if you just want to tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got started doing what you're doing. Sure. So I am a multi-passionate entrepreneur, I will say, where I have a bunch of different things that I have my hands in that I really love and I'm passionate about. From the more intimate, so one-on-one, I work with people and I like to call myself like a a spiritual business guide for like badass uh, lady bosses. (laughs) Um, And I get to work with incredible women to build their business and their lives in a way that really lights them up um, and incorporates the the magical and the practical. And then I also host a show called Eat With Intention TV, which is online. It's a mindful cooking show. It's definitely a labor of love for me. I was on ABC's The Taste a few years ago and got to do cooking on national TV. And I really, it's something that is just, it really lights me up. So it's an important part of my portfolio, let's say. And um, I came out with a book this year called Eat With Intention. Which we own. Yeah. <laughs> and we have personally signed by you from the Good Fest. I have it sitting on my coffee table right now. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> yes. So Eat With Intention is like the distillation of the message that I try to get across in um, Eat With Intention TV. It's really about loving your body, coming into um, relationship with it and communication with it. So you can listen to its deep wisdom from everything on, you know, what what foods are right for you, what exercise is right for you to the bigger topics of life. Like, not that those aren't important topics, but the the heavier topics where it's like, wow, like, is this, you know, the right man to spend the rest of my life with is, you know, should I take the leap and, you know, start my own business or should I, you know, pivot in my business, you know, really being able to hone into our body as this communication vessel for our intuition. And the book also has 75 different recipes that are little prescriptions um, that have mantras, meditations, and recipes. I love the mantras that go along with each Mm -hmm. recipe. Yay. Mm -hmm. Good. I'm so glad. I created it because I wanted you to be able to use that section of the book as like an oracle deck Mm -hmm. of sorts. So you can ask the book a question Mm. (laughs) and, you know, kind of get like a little hit of like a mantra or some guidance that could help you. Yeah. 
I've never seen anything like that done before. Those two things combined. Yeah. I thought it was really cool. Yeah. It's really neat how you incorporate like spirituality and nutrition and like a cookbook and mantras all in one. It's an awesome resource. Thanks. Well, yeah, you know, I got it's I think it's super unique because the whole book came to me in like a past life flashback and a meditation Mm. and the whole book was channeled. So I love it. You know, so many people have given me that compliment, which I take as a high, high compliment that they've never seen anything like this. Yeah. And I think it's just because, you know, it was a pure download. It wasn't me like trying to fit in or do something that I saw already out there, um, which has been so much of the secret sauce, I think, in my business. Yeah. And then as you guys referred to as well, I have the divine privilege of getting to speak to large audiences, which is one of my favorite, favorite things to do and traveling around, going to different conferences and events and getting to spread my truth. Yeah. We were all about the meditation that you did at the Good Fest. Because Liz, isn't that your new favorite song? Okay. Yeah. I actually like it's my power song that I listen to now when I like have something. What is it called? Is it like hold my hand or hold my hand? Yeah. Oh my yeah. God, I'm so happy. Like if I I had I have a different podcast um that I just started through work with my boss. And um we were getting ready to record. We like wanted to get jazzed. And I was like, let me put on a song. <laughs> oh, I, you actually it? used it. Yeah. I love yeah. That. It gets me like right that. in the and I had heard that song before and I always liked it, but I just didn't use it in that way. And now I just, if I want to get motivated, get pumped, feel good. And I turn it on. So thanks. I love it. That (laughs) makes me so happy. Dancing and singing and finding your groove. Yeah. I had to, at the Good Fest, we danced. For anybody who's listening and wants to check it out. Yeah. When you did it, we had to move our bodies. And um, sometimes I'm kind of awkward with that. But then like when I look around and see- And everyone else is awkward. Well, yeah. And everybody (laughs) else is just kind of like in their own element and and feeling themselves, not feeling themselves. That's not a bad, but you know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, Yeah. yeah, It just like made me more comfortable. And I was like, no, yeah, this is good. And I was like swaying back and forth and feeling, feeling good. Is the the good fest positive vibes? You know, it's and I think that's like such a such a big thing that I've kind of as I've evolved in my own processes and how I live my life and run my business. It's been such a big thing that the good fest is one of the first. I had a few speaking engagements right after the good fest. Um, I was touring around in April, but the good fest kind of like kicked off, and mm. for me that felt like a little bit of a risk, but. A lot of, you know, the the work that I'm putting out now, and especially, you know, I knew that it was an environment with a lot of women that were budding entrepreneurs yeah. as well. And I really think it's so important when we're having that spiritual conversation, which I love having, which I go so deep in, to also be incorporating those those little practical elements. And one of the biggest game changers for me is movement. And really, you know, as someone that like, works for themselves. And, you know, you have to discipline yourself. You have to control your focus, your motivation, your energy. And, you know, we were, you know, before we got on, we were talking about Abraham Hicks, which is really just all about, you know, where your thoughts go, your energy flows, you know, what you attract the energy you're putting out. And so something like movement and something that I think is not talked about enough among like, quote unquote, typical spiritual mentors or whatever. But like, that's something that I feel is just one of the kind of more practical tips and tools to really change your state. 
when you're in a funky place or when you've been like sitting, I mean, I have the privilege right now. I'm like sitting on my comfy couch as we do this because when I sit on my couch, we're sitting at my desk. I feel like I'm on vacation. (laughs) And so I'm like, I'm going to sit on my couch for the podcast. (laughs) But when, regardless of where you're sitting, you know, if you're sitting and you're working on a laptop, are you working on a computer or whatever you're doing all day? Even if you're like, you know, working in a restaurant or, you know, wherever you're at right now, your, your body is in like one mode, yeah. right? And your body gets in this one place where you're like, okay, this is my mode while I'm doing emails, right? For better, for worse, that's what it is. So when we add, when we get into that place where we're like feeling uninspired or feeling funky or feeling negative or just feeling you know, stuck, any of the icky feelings that, you know, us humans tend to feel on a somewhat regular basis, you have an opportunity, you know, in that moment, I have found that you have an opportunity to completely change the direction of your energy simply by like getting up Mm -hmm. for five minutes and putting on a fun song and being silly and dancing And I think that's been such a game changer too. Cause sometimes it's like when, especially you're, you know, I'm I'm all about the body, right. And learning about your body and your body holds all of your, your energy and your feelings Mm -hmm. and your emotions, both good and bad. So when you're in a place of feeling overwhelmed or anxious or fearful or stressed or whatever is going on for you, yes. You know, is meditation a great tool? Absolutely. Meditation is a great tool for connecting to your intuition and um, getting clarity and, and releasing some of those stress thoughts for sure. But I truly believe, you know, getting some movement in, whether it's walking around the block with some fresh air, you know, like you guys have experienced firsthand the power of my pump up playlist. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think that's a real game changer to totally shift your vibration and shift your energy and get your creative juices flowing and get some clarity back and like kind of release the, the funk off. I think that's a really interesting point because when I meditate, I get really, especially because lately I'm in a place where I've been feeling a lot of stress, a lot of anxiety, a lot of overwhelm. Nina's like so tired of hearing about it. No, Liz, I love hearing it. Not that I love hearing that. I love that you're stressed. What you're going through, but I just love talking you through it. I mean, that's what we're here for. I never could get sick of it. But like a lot of times when I sit down and I like try to like, you know, put on a meditation app and have a soothing waterfall, I have a lot more of those negative thoughts creep in when I'm just like trying to do my own thing and like zone in on my own thoughts. I'll be like, you didn't do this for work. But like that stuff starts to creep in. I've noticed that if I like put on, and I think it's probably because I'm a musical person and I connect to that. But if I put on something upbeat and I like, almost meditate through music. Mm-hmm. I don't know if... Oh my gosh, oh, yeah. Liz. It's so <laughs> funny that you're saying this right now because I've had a similar experience yeah, recently. I, I'm more... I can more easily change my mindset that way and yeah. get out of a funk than if I like sit by myself and turn on some waterfalls. <laughs> Absolutely. I actually did... I did this event for Kind. They were launching this breakfast bar, I think a year or two ago. And it was a meditation for a bunch of different editors in New York City. So it was like all these editors of these like wellness publications or whatnot. And they were like, okay, we want you to do a few meditations um, to start off the morning because the theme was like a kind morning. Mm-hmm. And that's cute. <laughs> and I was like, and they were like, just so you know, like most of these people have never meditated before. So I was like, okay. 
challenge accepted. Yeah. And I'm thinking like, okay, like here's a super fun event. Like I want to start this morning with them being high vibe. I don't want anybody to be turned off to meditation, you know, by, by going too crazy, um, off the gate. So I came up with this super fun playlist and we did like different meditations to like Katy Perry and India Ari and um, like just a, a bunch of like modern, like fun artists with like songs that people knew. Mm-hmm. And literally, I can't even tell you how many of the editors came up to me and they were like, I never thought meditation could be like that. And I feel so good. I like all of them requested like the playlist. <laughs> really? That's amazing. It was so fun because it's so, I really believe that you know, I'm, I'm all about like kind of making things your own and doing what feels good for you. So, I mean, when I first started meditating, one of the things I loved doing was listening to India Ari's I Am Light, like just meditating to that song. I've had, um, I've had clients of mine in the past who were just starting to meditate and one, one of the girls, and I kind of like channel this stuff. Like once I get to know a client, mm-hmm. depending on where they're at and like how, like what they, you know, what they want to do. And she had never meditated before and she was trying to meditate, wasn't having any success with it. And I knew so much of like the things that were going on with her and her personality, obviously from working with her. And I was just thinking about it and I was like, okay, like give me a couple of days. I'm just going to like sit in the question of it and like, let it come to me, like what you're supposed to meditate to. <laughs> and there's a song by Katy Perry. It's like, love me. And it's all about like loving yourself before you can love someone else. Mm, and I was like, okay, this is your song. <laughs> And that was a song. And then and it she clicked was like, with her. And it like so clicked with her. Oh my God. And she was like, wow, now I look forward to meditating every day because I do that and it like sets the stage for me to be like, that's right. I love myself. Now I'm going to go like kick ass today or whatever, you know? So how do you, like, how would you explain how to do a more musical meditation, I guess, if that's what this is? Like, how do you, do you just like kind of like chill in your own self? I don't know. Chill in your own self. <laughs> while listening to some great tunes that speak to you? (laughs) Yeah. Well, I think, first of all, if you're doing meditation to music, you really have to like look up the lyrics. Mm -hmm. Make sure that this, like that music, the music is high vibe, that all the lyrics resonate. Because like I said, that's energy. That's the sound current going into your, your space. So you don't want to just meditate. Like whenever I like put a song on a playlist or like recommend a song, like I really make sure that it's as high vibe as possible. You don't want to listen to anything. And there's a lot of music out there Mm -hmm. that is slightly disempowering with some of the lyrics Mm. or victim-y with some of the lyrics. So you just want to be really meticulous. That's my like warning. If you're using music, please be meticulous with your choice. Then, you know, India Ari, I will say, is like a pretty safe go-to that I recommend to a lot of people. All of her music is very like juicy and nourishing and and feels very like soul-stirring. I got to check her out. She's great. But yeah, so I would just close. Like she, her, like her song, I Am Light, um, is a great like beginner musical one because it's pretty much like a guided meditation in a song. It's beautiful. 
And yeah, and you just sit there and quiet and just allow yourself to be with your breath and be with the music and be with the words of the music. That's why it's so important that like the words are good because mm-hmm. um, you really want to allow those words to take you deeper. Mm-hmm. And so that's why, yeah, it's, it's definitely you have to pick a good pick a good song. But I think that can be really helpful too because if that resonates with you, um, the thing is, as a meditation teacher, I can tell you that a lot of the studies they do on meditation, a lot of the great benefits of meditation um, that you see, about 80% of them really come from you just taking the time to like sit, close your eyes and breathe, yeah. right? So you don't need to be like, there's no hierarchy in my opinion of, well, I'm going to listen to a guided meditation that I found on Cassandra's YouTube channel, or I'm going to listen to NDRV. Or I'm going to count my breaths or I'm going to visualize myself on the beach with the water. You know, it doesn't matter. You know, for me, I think it's be there, take the time, create the space for you to take those five minutes, those 20 minutes, whatever you can give to consistently show up for yourself in silence to get that practice going. And then it'll evolve. And, you know, you'll just like, food and business and relationships, like as you grow and you evolve and different things happen in your life, it'll change and your practice will change and to allow it to change and just to kind of explore and grow with it and don't, don't try to be a perfectionist about it. I've noticed that my like meditation has been changing recently. And at first I was kind of frustrated by it because I wasn't getting that same sense of relief with what I was doing before. And I was like, what's going on? Like, why isn't this working? And I like, what's wrong with me? <laughs> I'm like, why am I so anxious? And then I realized like, it's funny that you said that Liz about the music, because I also am a very musical person. Like, obviously we both went to school for music. Right, right. <laughs> so I started listening to, I think you say you're, Yuruma. I don't know exactly how to say his name, but he's a pianist. And one of his songs was played at my wedding. Like when I was, when my bridesmaids were walking down the aisle. So I just like looked up his playlist and I've been meditating to his entire playlist and it's just piano music. So there are no words, no anything. And I've realized it's like right now in my life, it seems to be fitting so well. It's like the way that the music is going or whatever, it seems to be grasping on to whatever emotion I have. And it's been really helping me release. Like I've cried like three times during meditation, randomly listening to this playlist. I don't know why. I, I, I love that. I went to say, that's great. And then I was like, should I say that's great? I mean, is that I, great? Guess, I don't know. <laughs> it just happens. No, that is great. That's such an amazing release. And I mean, I was, I was about to say too, that yeah, classical music is fantastic. You can create your own story with it. You know, whatever um, is happening. It takes you just on a journey yeah. um, inside yourself. And for me, it's really funny. My parents used to put me to sleep to classical music when I was a baby. So I like, I will fall asleep whenever I hear classical music and I feel so bad because I really, I have, I love it but I can't stay awake for it because my body is like so trained thanks to my parents that like hearing it means bedtime. So when you're meditating to it, you just fall asleep. <laughs> I'll just fall asleep. It kicks me so down. But I I am going to listen to your piano guy because that sounds super fun too. I think that's how it's spelled. I actually just looked it up. Why? 
I-R-U-M-A. And I feel bad as a bridesmaid that I didn't, <laughs> I Rip, don't know what I walked down to. River Flows was what you guys all walked down to. And when my <laughs> pianist played it for me, when we were picking out music, I had a moment where I seriously cried when he was playing it. Aww. And then I was like, this is perfect. And so then I had you guys walk down the aisle to it, River Flows. And then I just, his entire playlist is awesome. So let me know if you like it. I'm interested to see if it like clicks with anybody else or just me. <laughs> No, I think that's a great idea. And I think to explore, like for anyone listening to explore different, different music that I think it's especially great if you can find music that you just resonate with that feels good to you that necessarily doesn't have to have like lyrics or words or be something, you know, yeah, super poppy. I also wanted to touch on the whole movement thing that you were going over because it just triggered a moment in me a few years ago maybe like four years ago now at this point, I was going through a really hard time with some transitions in my life. And it was hard because I didn't want to move. Like I just felt really low energy. I didn't even want to, I didn't like have the things that bring me light just weren't working. And then it's when I went to my first hip hop dance class. And I remember after that class, I felt so much better, like a different person. And now since then, like dancing in like hip hop dance class or whatever, it gives me that same sort of feeling. And so it's kind of crazy to me that just moving your body seems to release this energy you didn't even know was there. Oh my God. Absolutely. It's, you know, you change your emotion through motion. And it's so, I mean, I think it's highly underrated. And it's just, it's so important. And it was, you know, it's interesting. I worked out, I just worked out like, worked out and showered right before uh, this because I had like a busy morning running around and I was feeling so tired. And I was like, okay, I have an option right now. I can either like take a, a mini nap before my interview or I can work out and shower. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to work out and see what happens. And if I have to, if like while I'm working out, if I'm like 15 minutes into it and like really feeling like the nap was the smarter choice, then I'll allow myself to like change course. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And, and I felt like as soon as I got into it, I was like, Oh, okay, this is amazing. And I think it does sometimes take a little training and discipline to like push yourself into it. But I really found for myself, like for me, I was, I am such a yoga girl. I'm such like a stretchy kind of person. (laughs) And I love that stuff. That's kind of more of like my aligned with my natural way of being, mm-hmm. um, which is beautiful. And I do it often anyway. But I really found once I started really trying different things and doing, you know, a little bit more um, like body weight training, things like push ups and burpees and like squats and things that like were never my thing at all that I used to be like horrified to even think of doing. I started doing them and I realized like, oh my God, I feel so flipping badass. Yeah. And then I like, I finished that and like, you know, <laughs> like just for context, like, I mean, I'm, if anybody that like is a legitimate like trainer or like fitness, like person, like probably watch me, they'd probably just laugh the whole time. <laughs> but like, I give it like my effort and I feel proud that I showed up for whatever I did. <laughs> and afterwards I feel unstoppable. And I think, you know, I was thinking about this. I've been thinking about a lot this year because it's really been a game changer for me business-wise this year because I definitely, like I, I've always been someone that like really loves sleep. (laughs) I've always been like a, 
you know, on the sleepy side of a person since I was Feel you, girl. That's me. Yeah. I could nap on a concrete block. Liz loves like, her nap. Yeah. She closes her eyes yeah. and falls asleep immediately. I do. <laughs> That's me. That's me. It's like, not I me. Legit, like, I could sleep standing up against the wall if you, like, leave me alone. Gosh, I'm so jealous of you, too. Yeah. I cannot do that. It's really hard when you try to wake up, though. It has its reverse yeah. other bad sides, you know. Yeah. No, well, it, yeah, well, it's like, it, it's been, you know, it's like a blessing and a curse. Like, it's great on airplanes. I joke that that's like my superpower. I can like sleep on, like, it doesn't matter like how awkward it is. It doesn't matter what seat I'm in, I will sleep. But it's been kind of annoying running my own business because like, you know, three o'clock comes and I'm like, oh, but I could just go take a little nap. <laughs> and, you know, that's just not always sustainable. Mm-hmm. So anyway, so I just really noticed that, once I started just trying this, I was like, let me try this. Let me, I, you know, it was actually, it was a Tony Robbins thing. The whole, this is a much bigger story, but like this year I've really been totally like remodeling, you know, my, my, uh, I want to say my beliefs around a lot of things and, you know, refining kind of what's really finding my secret sauce, what's working for me as a, a female and a business owner and someone mm-hmm. that's like committed to living in integrity. And so part of that has been like really being like, okay, like I'm taking the things that I really love and then like thinking of like seeing what's not working and then trying to find new methods. So I kind of did a bit of a detox from a lot of the spiritual people that I had been like listening to for a hot minute and was like really drawn to Tony Robbins Mm -hmm. because he is like the opposite. Have you watched his Netflix video? have. And I've actually gone to one of his things in person. Oh, that's awesome. He's a wizard, actually. I mean, that's a whole other conversation as well. Um, He is just really good at talking to the masses. But like, if you're a super spiritual person and you go to any of his things, he knows exactly what he's doing. He is incredibly spiritual, but he's just able to communicate it in Mm -hmm. a really, really like non-spiritual way for anyone to be able to digest. But that was like one of the, he was one of the game changers for me with the movement because that was one of his fundamentals. Like you change your state, you change your yeah, mind. Uh-huh. You know, you change your state, you can change anything. And that was one of the things I I really took from him that I was like, wow, like nobody is talking about. Like, why aren't people in the this like spiritual world, like business world, or whatever, talking about this? And we, I feel like we need it more than ever because if you meditate as much as I do and you're in this kind of like flowy feminine state, you know, that kind of comes with a different energy, right? And sometimes when we're in our business, we need, we need all the kinds of different energies, right? And I just found that, you know, incorporating that movement was just, wow, this is, I literally will set little timers. I have different like blocks of things when I do things. And then, you know, you know, whether it's doing my workout, either I'll do the mor- workout in the morning or I do it midday. I kind of like doing it midday because it gives me like a second burst for the day. Mm-hmm. But even if I'm not doing that, I just put on like, I'll put on a song. I'm like in love with this, uh, the new like Justin Bieber, DJ Khalid song, like I'm the one. <laughs> I think I know that one too. I think. Oh my God. Yeah. I'm not ashamed I'm- to admit that I like Justin Bieber. Yeah. His songs are catchy. It's fine. <laughs> Justin Bieber is so fun to dance to. And like, it's like, I mean, yeah, like some of the, I listen to all sorts of things that like people could easily make fun of me for listening to. 
So yeah, but anyway, I'll put on something for five minutes and I'll get up and I'll do a little jump and I'll like, I'll be like, yeah, like I'm a freaking unstoppable force <laughs> of light. And you know, I'm about to like, you know, whatever, you know, I do my little thing, my little, I'm my own hype man. Yeah. And it's been, it's legit, it's game changing. And sorry for that long diatribe, but I'll just end it with saying, I really also crystallized for me once again, when I saw Wonder Woman. Because I saw I Wonder Woman. I still have not seen Wonder know, Woman. And everybody is talking oh, about it. Oh my God. You guys have to see Wonder oh my Woman. Gosh. Everybody my husband just... has been trying to get me to see it for weeks. Something I need to see it. Something that you and Cody combined. Your movie taste, it's like me and Zach. Like, they don't often mesh. I know. So take advantage oh, of I it. Oh, I know. I know. I need to see it. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's okay. It's so good. You guys should see it. But one of the, one of the things, and this doesn't give anything away, but you really see how hard they train these Amazons. And like the Amazons are, you know, these women that were created to kind of essentially be the warriors for love, Mm. you know, if we're getting, you know, and I think in many ways that is just a metaphor for so many of the lightworkers that are probably listening to this podcast right now in the world. And they were trained so hard, physically trained so hard, not they, they were educated extremely well. You know, they were trained in all different elements, right? They had the spiritual, they had the magical going, they had the education. Mm-hmm. And then they also had this very fierce, fierce, fierce physical practice, right? Where they're literally, and it's funny, you watch a movie like that and you come out of a movie like that and you're like, oh my God, I want to like take over the world. <laughs> and like, I want to like, just like, you know, beat up anyone that comes in my path and like really like badass empowered way, not in a violent way. Yeah. You know? uh, <laughs> but you feel so like jazz and embodied. And it was just like, I was like, this is, it's a key component. Yeah. Feeling empowered and strong and in your body and embodied not only connects you back to your intuition and helps you really like Literally in the movie, I'm not going to give anything away, but in the movie, she makes some really bold moves and she's able to make those bold moves because she had, her heart is strong. Her, you know, like you can see like her soul connection or connection to her purpose and her Mm -hmm. mission are strong, but she has her physicality and her body strength. That's also right up there with it. Right. And I truly believe that like that combination of all of it is really allows you to go out in the world and, and have that fearlessness. And maybe, you know, like we're not out there like fighting Germans or whatever, <laughs> but like we do have to be able to trudge ahead when a lot of people in our lives are going to tell us we're ridiculous for wanting to do something. When people in our field might be haters, when we launch, you launch the thing or you do the thing and like there's crickets at first, like all of that stuff takes like real life stamina and strength. And I think the movement is a really important part, part of that as well as the meditation and your spiritual practice and, and all the other things. It's so, so crazy that you bring that up. And now I'm even more excited to see the movie. Like I actually might ask Cody if we can go see it tonight. I'm not joking. Oh, jeez. Like, hey, lady, I'm on, I'm on summer break. I don't have obligations in the morning. <laughs> I can go see a late night movie. Um, but it's really crazy that you bring that up because like we just talked to another guest last week, Sarah Solaric, and she was talking about like how we need to balance like our fire energy and also like, 
I don't remember the other word she used, but maybe it's our feminine or our flowy energy. And I've been thinking about that a lot lately. Like sometimes, and I don't know what your tip is on this, but sometimes I feel like when I'm meditating, I almost get too much of it. Or I like read too much spirituality or I'm too consumed in my head. And like, sometimes it's a good thing, but it's like, I feel so swirly and all over the place. And then recently my nutritional therapist was like, you need to ground yourself. Like you need to now, you need to balance all of that and, and work on grounding. And I don't know if that has something to do with movement, but I think it goes with like, and I, this is the place that I found myself lately because I feel like I'm in a place where I have all these tools in my toolkit and all these ideas in my head, yeah. but it's the doing yeah. that I'm getting stuck on. And I feel like the movement and the action are that there's some correlation there between like you have all these things that you're that's going on in your head. You just need to like Act do it. Yeah. So I don't know. Do you have any tips on, I guess, like grounding your energy? And I guess I hope that doesn't relate too much to the whole movement thing, but do you get what I'm saying? Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. So yeah, no, I think that's been a huge part of my journey because yeah, for me, the, you know, everybody's different, but for me, the, like the spiritual part of it, the, you know, if you think about it in the term of your chakras, right? Mm -hmm. Like your upper chakras or like your more spiritual chakras and your lower chakras or your more like earthy chakras, right? Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like earth and ether. And so your earth is your root chakra or, you know, your, your, your lower chakras, let's say your chakras below your navel, right? Your navel is kind of like the center chakra, whereas your personal power. And if you envision on your body, right below that is like your center of creation, stability, security. That's kind of like your home, your financial security, like your, your structures, right? Your grounding. Um, and then your upper chakras is like kind of you speaking your truth, your heart chakra, your love, you know, your intuition, all of that. So what happens is it's so easy when you're like, you know, committed to a spiritual path, a very spiritual person and to get into your, your higher chakras. And the beautiful part about, so the movement does tie into that in the way. And like, you know, what I talk about a lot in the book and in a lot of my work is that it's it's like, it's a mind, body, soul approach. So I have Mm -hmm. this thing I call the well-being trifecta and it's food, meditation, and self-care. And I would put like movement under self-care, but food is, food is a part of that too. Your energy just from hearing your voice, right? (laughs) And yeah. no, and I have a similar, I, my voice gets like that for sure too. <laughs> I do. I have, I, a lot of people comment on my voice. I, I love your voice. Liz is the more steady one. Hello. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I, I mean, I've had people make fun of my voice my whole life. Oh, I'm with you. Too high, too squeaky. That's me. Too much, too much inflection. That's totally me. Well, you know what it is? It, it's uh, the way I think of it is, it's just that it's our energy lies higher right? Mm-hmm. You can just hear it. All right. And, and for, you know, and there's some great resources available to us because of that, you know, we're, we're more tuned in, tapped on to our intuition, more living up kind of in like the earth, the, the ether space, right? Less mm-hmm. on the earth ground, but it just, it just kind of gives you an awareness on balancing. And so for me, like one of the things I found super helpful is like kind of your nutritional therapist is telling you or whatnot, eating lots of grounding food. So like Liz. potatoes, butternut squash. I know, I know. This is insane. I was just telling Liz about this and I said, 
I need to eat more grounding vegetables. And then I laughed because I'm a horrible and person. And she laughed at me and was like, I'm not trying to laugh. And I was like, I need like more potatoes and beets. And it just is a weird <laughs> grounding vegetables. I, I just wasn't expecting the expression. And now I want to be like, Cassandra's telling me the same I know, thing. I know. So now it's legit. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> there's, there's a recipe in the book called the grounding salad and a grounding bowl. Yes. <laughs> And they're both specifically for that. And they both have meditations with them too um, that help you ground. Uh, Because that's something that I found to be uh, something that I'm just consistently aware of that my energy, you know, my energy, like to balance out my energy, you need to ground. So one of the exercises in the book, it also talks about like going out into nature. So get like taking off your shoes, getting your, uh, getting your feet in the sand or in the dirt or in the grass. Um, is really helpful for grounding. You're, essentially, you just want to balance out the energy in your body. So you want the energy to come, like to, to bring the energy back into the lower chakras and kind of balance out. And whenever you're too in your head, whether that's too in your head, anxiety, overwhelm, thinking about a bajillion things, or too in your head, like floating away spiritually, mm-hmm. that's great, two great tools. And then the movement is also, I found incredibly helpful for me for that too, because when you're using your body, then you're, you're also grounding, right? Because grounding is really just getting back, getting back into your body, right? Instead of being yeah. like floating above your head. So yeah, so movement can be really helpful with that, but more so movement that's more grounded. So for that, I would say less, less of necessarily like dancing and yoga, unless it's like special grounding yoga or whatever. But um, I would think more along the lines of uh, weightlifting or body weight exercises, yeah. doing some push-ups, uh, just, you know, even doing like yard work, you know, or, you know, lifting boxes doesn't have to even be like formal exercise, but things like that where you're kind of like you're, you're I mean, actually like planting a garden or doing yard work is also would be an incredibly grounding exercise as well. Hmm. It makes so much sense hearing it from somebody else. But like sometimes if I go running or doing an activity like that or dancing, like you said, it's almost like it elevates everything. Uh So it makes so much sense that it's like, okay. And sometimes I think of yoga as doing that though. Like I feel like yoga should be grounding, but maybe you're right. It has to be something more like physical or heavy lifting. And I'll have to try that out along with your recipe for the root salad. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, now that we have class pass, I feel like you can... I know. I have like... We both got class pass and there's like... Oh, fun. Gym... T- like I've done... Um, is it an Ohio thing or is that an everywhere No, it's thing? national. Oh, cool. Yeah. Like actually, if I were on vacation somewhere, I could go like wherever, as long as the city participates. It's not every city, but like... It's a really cool tool. Yeah. But I like I did body pump and I loved it. Yeah. Like it was a lot of lifting and it made... It challenged me in ways I have not been challenged in a long time. <laughs> bar. Bar has mm-hmm. been really good for me lately. I Have you ever done bar class? Um. Yeah, I actually... Well, I haven't really done... I did one bar class. I used to be a ballerina though back in oh, the day. Really? Oh, really? Oh, nice. Yeah, I've yeah. just done two. And so far, I've really, really enjoyed them. So maybe that's going to be my new ticket. Who knows? There were muscles, again, <laughs> challenged in ways I didn't know. Muscles I didn't know existed. Didn't know I could be sore there <laughs> no, until after no bar way. class. <laughs> yeah. I want to talk about intuition because like you've alluded to just being a really intuitive person. And obviously that's something that you've really honed in on. Even just listening to it in order to make your business differentiated from what other people are doing out in this space. So how did you kind of cultivate that intuition? What was your path like to 
making that an asset for you? The first thing I did, I mean, meditation started that whole conversation for me. Once I started meditating, then my first experience of intuition was really just following, you know, I call it following what lights you up. But back in the day, it was really just following what I felt would make me happy. And in like a purist way, you know, you can, you can abuse that, you know, (laughs) following what would make you happy. But like, you know, just in like a very organic way of like, okay, is it going to make me more happy tonight to go out to dinner with my friends? Or will I be happier if I stay home and just make myself a relaxing dinner and just take some time for myself because I've had a crazy day or whatever, you know, uh, that's kind of how it started was just kind of being entering that conversation with myself when it came to how I spent my time. And then I, I kind of I just started having more fun with it where I did this thing for, I think it was three months when I first started it. I decided to do it for 90 days and I would check in with my body on everything. So if someone emailed me and was like, hey, we want to interview you for your podcast, for our podcast, I'd be like, okay, let me check in with my body. So I would check Mm -hmm. in with my body and I would be like, okay, does it feel good in my body? Does it feel expansive to me? Or does it feel constrictive or kind of do, do like I get, do I feel stress or tension or any sort of like icky feelings in my body at the thought of doing this? And I promised myself to relentlessly listen to it for these 90 days. And it was really hard because there are so many times where your mind is telling you, no, you definitely like need to do that podcast or you totally should have lunch with that person or whatever the question is, right? Your body is going to tell you, actually, no, that feels really icky, but like you don't necessarily know why. You just have to trust it. So that experience, I think, I like to say, like made me a more expert level in my intuition. (laughs) And it really just transformed me being in the conversation of, tapping into what felt good and really being able to notice the different ways that my intuition and my body communicated that to me so that, you know, these days it doesn't have to be quite as big of a project. You know, I can instantly, you know, I I get an email and I instantly feel it in my body if this is someone that Mm -hmm. I want to work with or whatever the case may be. And so I think the first part of, of really, you know, getting into that place of your intuition is listening to it. I like to think that I I kind of have a sense of like what my intuition is telling me, but sometimes I get confused. Sometimes I don't know if it's my mind or if it's my body. And so would you describe feeling your intuition as like signals from your body? Like you feel it in your body? Because how do you know if that's your your mind or your ego talking to you or that's actually coming from a deeper place? Well, I would say... Um, if it's below your neck, if you feel it below your neck, it's your intuition. If you feel it above your neck, it's definitely your ego. Oh, interesting. Uh, <laughs> so if it's coming from a headspace, it's usually heady, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And if it's coming, and you know, also a big, a big thing is if you explain why you want to do something and the word should comes in at all, yeah. it's like a red alert. Like anytime yeah. you say, you know, I should... Like if someone's like, oh, you're going to go to that or you do want to go to this event or do you want not? And you're like, oh, I should go to the event because there'll be a lot of people there that like would be great to network with or whatever. Okay. I already know that you don't want to do that because yeah, 
because you said should and should is like the red alert hmm. that it's actually you just you feel obligated to do it and there that's your ego kind of talking and saying like well I should do this and not like I want to go because I'm super excited that there's a bunch of people that I want to meet there right yeah as soon as like you you should in any context it's just a red alert that you're going against your intuition and doing something because of, you know, societal standards or your mind playing a trick on you or whatnot. Fear usually. It makes a lot of sense. I was going to say fear is really what clouds mine, I think. Yeah. Like I'll, I'll feel like I'm sensing my intuition and then it turns out it's just fear. Hmm. But that's kind of hard to get to the root of for me. Maybe I'll have to put some of this into practice. Give me an example. Like going back to the networking thing. Like I would probably if there was like a big event and this is where I I struggle. So like I would have that immediately, like I should go blah, 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 blah. The truth is I don't really like networking and I'm kind of like phobic to talk to people. So then I would rationalize and be like, well, but pushing yourself, like maybe I'm feeling this fear, but I should push myself to do it anyway. Mm. Like I feel like sometimes the should's good for me. (laughs) Does that make sense? And I'm the same way as far as I don't like networking. And it's not my thing. And here's here's kind of my conversation around this, right? Is that who came and decided how we're supposed to be, right? Mm-hmm. I really believe that we're created our own with our own unique like little recipe and formula based on what's optimal for us to navigate this lifetime, right? Mm-hmm. So if you're already like, you know, perfectly composed and whatnot, then I would say that the way, the methods of you, you know, growing your business and doing the things you need to do might be different, let's say, than someone else who's a total extrovert that loves networking events, right? Mm -hmm. And I have friends like this that have grown their business simply by like just being friends with everyone, Mm -hmm. right? I have grown my business to an equal or greater place without doing that at all. Not that I'm like not friends with people or like not whatever, but that's not my, that's not how I grow my business. Like that's just not even like a part of it. Networking is not a part of it. So I would say that if you really listen, like if you listen to your intuition, first of all, if you were, if you were built a certain way, then I guarantee you there's a different way for you to go about it, that's going to feel way more nourishing to you. So for instance, in that situation, I would say, and for me, this is the, I'm similar to you. So what I really realized in listening to that was that the few instances of events that I really needed to go to and needed to like put myself out there and had someone that I was destined to meet there, there was always, 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 always something in me that made me go. Hmm. And it wasn't me pushing myself. It would be like, okay, out of a hundred events, 95 of them, I would be like, oh God, I'd rather just like take a bath. (laughs) And then five of them, I'd be like, for, I don't know why, but for whatever reason, I'm super jazzed to go to this. (laughs) Actually, you know, that's kind of like, the good fest was like that to me. Yeah. Like I don't always love conferences. I feel very out of place. I mean, and it was a very unconferency kind of, it wasn't a conference. It was like a, I don't but know, a was, gathering. Yeah. It was a gathering and you were probably going to be a bunch of new people. And 
Yeah, I guess that's that's a good point. Maybe I just, I need to be looking at my personality instead of making myself fit societal norms, like find what works for me. Yeah. Exactly. I think there are these like kind of blanket statements, that, like whenever there's that should. And I get that from a lot of people. Well, you know, doesn't that mean I should like push through that? I'm like, well, I mean, I'm not saying that it won't be, you know, to a certain level. Yeah. When I'm at certain places that I feel drawn to go to, yeah, there's still that, yeah, the five events a year or whatever <laughs> that I'm particularly like, huh, you know what? This might be a little uncomfortable, but I, I feel like this one, I'm drawn to doing it. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't feel like an obligation. It feels like me being like, I don't know, there's a little sparkle in my eye about that particular thing that I feel like I'm going to do it. And still, when I get there, I'll, you know, uncomfortable to a certain degree because it's not my strong suit is not like networking a room. So whenever I'm in those situations, I definitely am like pushing myself and growing and like, you know, mm-hmm. facing that for sure. But I also just believe that, you know, we're, we all have our different methods of, of, of doing things. So I would say like, if, you know, if I was working with you, what I would tell you is like, okay, well, what part of growing your business or what element of growing your business truly lights you up and truly feels like nourishing and amazing? And like for me, in that instance, what feels really amazing is creating really good content. I love creating content. I love writing. I love doing videos. I love doing Facebook lives. I love just like giving. And that feels super juicy to me. So my method, whereas one of my dear, a couple of my dear girlfriends who are fabulous, you know, their method is like content creation is second for them, right? They're, they are great at like knowing people and wanting to go out to the events and wanting to know who's who and who's in charge of, you know, booking this or doing that. Mm -hmm. And that's great. That's like what makes them come alive. That's what Mm -hmm. lights them up is that connection and meeting a bunch of different people. I think that's our opposite thing, Liz, because I would identify more with what she's saying there. And like you're identifying on the opposite. Yeah. 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 So we're such a good team. Yeah. But no, I mean, it's, it's true. Like people balance each other and then. Mm -hmm. You got to find what works for you. And that makes so much sense. You listen to your intuition and so much of that is just trusting yourself. And like, you know, here's the thing, like at the end of the day, there's no real harm done by this, (laughs) no real harm done by being in that process. Right. And there are going to be some times where like in the beginning, maybe you're like, you're like, oh, actually I should have gone to that thing or I should have done that thing Mm -hmm. or whatever. Right. And it's like, it's like an, a two, uh, it's any like, you know, it's like a instrument that you're fine tuning, right? And you just get into a better relationship with it. And then over time from listening to it and honoring it and having those experiences and maybe sometimes flubbing it up, you just get to know yourself and you get to know your own unique cues and what your body does and how you're, you know, the things that come out of your mouth when you're you're lying to yourself, right? Yeah. That makes me wonder, you know how you said sometimes you feel a little bit uncomfortable, like maybe this isn't my element, but I knew that I was drawn to be here. How how do you know if that, uncom- sometimes I confused, get confused, like that uncomfortable feeling means like my intuition is telling me that it's not right. How do you tell the difference between those two feelings? So this, I think there there's definitely a difference. And I would say the, you know, getting in, this is where getting in touch with your body is super helpful, right? Mm-hmm. So the way your body 
feels when something is not expansive, your body contracts. So that's when like tension pops up, your shoulders will just automatically kind of hunch over. Mm. You'll actually find yourself like shrinking in awkward ways with how your body is. And it can be really subtle if you're in public because you're not like going to like turn into like a little thing. But like, (laughs) you know, you'll find yourself like it's totally different when like when you're super excited and super aligned with something naturally you're like your heart space open. So your chest is really open. Your shoulders go back. You stand a little bit taller. Um, The way you breathe is differently. And this is stuff that like you don't have to, this just happens. Like your body just does this, right? Automatically. But you can start noticing like how it's being in different situations. So I would say that there is the difference between, so you can still be in that situation, right? And feel uncomfortable. Right. Mm-hmm. So you could be in an expansive state and be like, okay, I'm here, but I'm uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So, like, when I was first filming for The Taste, it was my first time. I'd been on TV before and I'd been in movies, but I, it was my first time actually being on TV and like cooking um, as myself and like having to, like, you know, be interviewed while I was doing stuff as myself. It was a different, different experience to me with like a huge crew on a huge set at Universal Studios. Everything in my body was like lit up like a freaking rocket ship. Like there was like all signals were pointing to, oh my God, this is something big. At the time, I really had no idea like exactly what it was or what it meant, but I just knew like all systems were a yes. And Yet, when I was still on that set, there was definitely that, like, there was nervousness. There was times of being uncomfortable. There was times of being like, oh, my God, like, I'm going to F this up or like, this is, you know, or like, whatever, right? There was that kind of, there was that that discomfort to push through. But it was discomfort in that expanded state, in that state of yes. You know, does that make sense? Is that actually, yeah, yeah, I can, I can almost feel it. I've been in those situations. When you said it was such a good example. Exactly. Liz, like I could feel exactly what you meant. Like your whole body is lit up. Your whole body is like ready to go. It feels so right. But you can still be nervous at the same time. Mm -hmm. So it actually excited nervous. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It actually made me realize when I asked that question, I had a moment in mind that I was talking about and that made me realize, no, I'm, you felt that way because it wasn't the right situation for you. It wasn't because you were excited and ready to go and just uncomfortable. So yeah, that's, I'm going to think about that specific example all the time now when I'm trying to listen to my body and what it's telling me. You know, actually something that just came out to me recently too, was I was really nervous about, um, so right now I'm in the process of pitching Eat With Intention TV to different, um, networks and production companies to, Mm. um, get it a home other than, um, it's on HuffPo and on, um, eat with intention tv.com right now. And it's something I've been wanting to do for a bit. And in general, like I don't do a lot of pitching or like outward, you know, like I don't do a lot of pitching Mm -hmm. period. Uh, pitching is not like one of the things that feels super juicy to me. Once again, like I'm more of like, I'm like an inner to external person. So I like do a lot of the, like, I just make the thing really good and let people come find me. Mm -hmm. But this was like one of those things where I was like, all right, this is the time. I need to send a couple emails. And <laughs> I literally remember being like, 
Ugh, I hate like this. <laughs> yeah. I like doing this. Like I was being such a little brat about it, like to myself. Yeah. And after, and like, as I was doing it, like I was feeling nervous, like I'm sending an email, you know, <laughs> just sending an email and I'm feeling so nervous sending an email. And it was so, it was very humbling. Cause it's been so long since I felt like felt like so much of that for something. And, and so I'm feeling all these feelings, but after I got done sending the emails, I was like, huh, you know what? I feel like I actually feel really alive. Mm-hmm. I almost feel, and I remember that too, being on the taste. It was like, even with all the nerves, like I never felt more alive in my life, you know? Cause I, it was like that beautiful combination of both of being in that expansive state and pushing myself beyond my comfort zone. And so I absolutely do think there is, you know, there is pushing yourself beyond your comfort zone and your expanded state. And maybe that is a clue is that feeling of feeling like feeling more alive. I think that's, that's really the best way I can describe it. It's like your senses are heightened and there's like, there's all the feelings and it's nervous and it's excitement and it's, you just feel so, so alive. So I feel with the podcast, <laughs> like sometimes, <laughs> sometimes before we're about to interview someone, I feel really nervous or like before I email, like before I emailed you, I was really, really nervous for some reason, oh. but it, it really does. I mean, and I don't know for you, if I'm speaking for you, Liz, but it really does make me feel so alive. That's, oh my gosh. I, well, the, I told you I cried on like, this is really awkward, but like <laughs> sometimes it lights me up so much when we talk to people that. I almost like kind of come down and then get like really emotional that it's over. It's a yeah. weird thing. <laughs> no, I feel yes. you. I completely feel you. So there might be some people listening that are like, I've never felt that yet. You know, like I haven't had one of those moments. I'm not sure what lights me up or what makes me feel that way. What would you suggest for them to start diving into listening to their intuition and finding what really lights them up? Ooh, so first of all, I would say if we're talking, if someone's like listening to, you know, us, us jam about how alive we we feel at certain points <laughs> or when we're doing things that were really amazing. I feel the same way. Like whenever I talk to, when I talk to my one-on-one client, I like, it's crazy. Like, I feel like I'm in like an alternate state yeah. <laughs> sometimes. I'm like, I'm, I'm like, Hi off this conversation. And then I get off the phone and I'm like on like a ride for the rest of the day. Cause I feel so good about everything that we got done. And like, same thing with talking. And oh, I mean, I'm really blessed as, as you guys are with the podcast too. It's like, when you really like go for what you want, then you have more of those experiences in your life. Mm-hmm. And so the first thing I would say is like, where in your life are you not daring to really dream? You know, where in your life are you not fully owning what you deeply desire. That can be anything. It doesn't mean having your own podcast or running your own business by all means, like let it be whatever it is. But I think, you know, one of the, the biggest, like the first thing that I do with clients is really like, like, like push them to like really dream, like dream, like give them permission to dream farther than they've ever felt like they could dream before. Because I feel like this is the key to living in incredible life Mm -hmm. because so much, one of the things I learned really early on, which I'm so, so grateful for was that you can skip to the good stuff. There's kind of like this faux paradigm of like a linear progression that, um, (laughs) this could be a whole other podcast. I won't get too much into (laughs) it, but 
let's sum it up to say is just skip to the stuff that you really want and like take a, you know, if you're feeling like I'm not feeling alive enough in my life right now, I want you to like write down a couple areas of your life that you would like to feel more alive in. And maybe it's your body, if it's your body, if it's your romantic relationships, if it is your business, if it is in your community or contribution, like write down some things. And so maybe it's something like if what you really wanted, you know, is to have like, a sick body where you feel confident enough to go to the gym and just wear a sports bra or whatever, right? We all have our dreams and that's okay. First of all, get over anybody caring about whatever you want to dream. Like Mm -hmm. just get on with your bad self. And we all have our own things that light us up, that like turn us on and get us excited about stuff. So just get clear on what that is for you. And so for instance, let's say in that example with your body, then I would say, okay, well, let's take some massive action towards that. Let's do something. And so maybe that, like that combination of expansion and nervousness might come from going to your first soul cycle classes or going to your first CrossFit thing or whatever you want to try out. And that And you're going to go and part of you is going to feel really expanded because it's in alignment with what you truly want and desire and dream of. And another part of you is going to want to like pee yourself because (laughs) you're like, oh my God, I'm so uncomfortable here. This is so not in my comfort zone, but I guarantee you a thousand percent, you will feel alive after it. You will feel more like that, like tingles in your body, like, wow, amazingness. And, you know, same thing if it's your dating life, like, or if or your marriage or whatever, like write out what is your dream for your marriage? And like, maybe what if your dream for your marriage is the fact that you have a super sexy relationship with your husband and, you know, you have sex X amount of times a week and sometimes he surprises you on romantic getaways or whatever, you know, like dream it, like actually dream it. And it doesn't matter what the situation is now. And then take some massive action on seeing what to do. And so maybe that's having a a conversation with your husband that might feel both expansive and terrifying, depending on your relationship. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, you know, being like, hey, babe, like, this is my dream. And like, I just want, like, I want to talk about this. And how can we, you know, those kinds of conversations also make you feel really alive. Um, and I think we both gave examples kind of on how going, going for our business goals make us feel alive. But at the end of the day, it's like, you know, it's that, that beautiful John Lennon quote, right? The, the world needs more people who feel alive. Mm. The world needs more people who feel alive because when you start doing those things what, and start wherever, you know, what, it doesn't matter if you're starting with your body or you're starting with your relationship or you're starting with your business or your community oh my God, a great thing is around community. How do you want to give back or contribute? And so maybe right now, maybe you want to be able to build uh, schools in Afghanistan or whatever, you know, like whatever, like for me, one of my, my personal things is empowering women and also wellness in the schools. Mm. So it's like, just find whatever causes resonate with you. And in the ideal world, like what would you be able to do to contribute to it? And so maybe right now you're like not able to give them millions of dollars, but maybe you can like start looking up, make send some emails, get involved. Hey, can I write a, a blog article for your, your website that might help promote this? Can I, 
you know, let me know of your initiatives and let me share it to my Facebook following or whatever. Right. And you just kind of get involved and start getting that momentum towards the things that genuinely light you up, like, you know, like light you up from your head to your toes. I love every bit of that. I feel more inspired. Like I should be getting ready for bed and I'm like ready to tackle (laughs) tomorrow already. I know. I'm like about to go see Wonder Woman. Fingers crossed. (laughs) This podcast has like inspired us to like get up and go get it and live our best life. That's why I love doing this. That's so good. (laughs) Can you like just let our listeners know where they can find you, where they can find your book. If they want to work with you, just give them, give them all the goods. Yay. So you can get my book anywhere books are sold or on Amazon. Um, There's usually a link to it somewhere around my social media, um, or you can just look up Eat With Intention. And uh, you can find me on social media on Instagram and Facebook just by my name, Cassandra Bodzak. YouTube is Cassandra Bodzak TV is the name of the channel. And there's tons of guided meditations, life business advice, um, as well as the episodes of Eat With Intention TV. And I have an online like spiritual gym membership sort of thing mm-hmm. uh, called appreciate.com, which is two workshops a month on the new moon and the full moon, as well as a community group. So you can kind of, you know, you know, keep your meditation practice and keep uh, checking in with yourself and reconnecting to your own personal power. And then actually right now, I don't know when this podcast will air, but you can totally email me right now. I am taking a couple more mentorship clients. I have a practical magic mentorship, which is exactly what I was talking about before. It's really, um, it's really designed for female entrepreneurs or, you know, women that are, you know, if you're in an entrepreneur, I think you can be an intrapreneurial, right? If you have like a badass, (laughs) I have a badass position that lights you up right now that you want to grow in as well. But it's really for lady bosses who are both spiritual um, and practical and want to create a lifestyle that really lights them up um, in a balanced way where they're feeling their spiritual fulfillment, they're growing on their spiritual journey, and they're creating rituals to support them living their best life. And they're also incorporating really practical tools to make sure their finances are growing and make sure that they're embodied and feeling good in their body and good in their wellness to, you know, make sure that their, their business is growing and they're making, um, you know, they're making those moves as well. So you can look up info on that, um, on my website under, uh, one-on-one coaching and think it's cassandrabodzak.com slash mentorship, or you can, uh, just shoot me an email at cbodzak at gmail. And, um, I'd be happy to let you know if we have any spots open. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you again so much. I know this was our second go around and it was, but you know what? It was totally different. It was completely different. Which it was is so different. <laughs> and I love that. So I feel like I just got to have two amazing conversations <laughs> with you. I feel like lucky <laughs> that that happened almost. Yay. <laughs> this is so fun though. It's great talking to you guys. Yeah, you too. All right, wine and shiners. Again, no wine today, but lots of shine. <laughs> We're the worst. I, should we change our name? Can you let us know, Wine and Shiners, if we should change our name and what it should be? Don't be mean. Hey, thanks. (laughs) 
Again, thank you to Cassandra Bodzak for take two of that episode. We got a whole new spin out of it. I'm, I'm sure you guys got a lot of great takeaways as well. As always, um, please feel free to connect with us. We love chatting with you guys. I feel like we've gotten the coolest emails. We really truthfully have. I freak out over the emails. Someone could just write in like, hey, Liz. And I'd be like, oh my God, did you see someone said, hey, that's so nice. We just received two messages on Instagram recently. And they were just so sweet about how like the podcast came to them at exactly the right time when they needed it. Um, Somebody else was like just asking about... uh, like various things and how they relate so much to the stories that we tell on the podcast. And it just made my little heart flutter. You know what? Side note, I know we're deviating here. My sister, I had a car ride with her this weekend when we went up to Michigan. Yeah. And she told, you know, like, I feel like your family has to support and love you, whatever you mm-hmm. do. Like that's their job. And she was like, you know, like ever since I've been listening to your podcast and she did say, she's like, at first I was skeptical because I was like, this is going to be all university and like live your life and your love. Yeah. And she made fun of it for a hot second, but I forgave her. And she said like, she's been doing some exercise stuff. Really? She's changed her eating habits. Like, oh my gosh. And not, not to lose weight. I think it's coming from a place, as she said, of like just wanting to- Yeah treat herself with respect, which I love. And I was like, oh, like, thank you for not just being like, yeah, listen, because I'm your sister and I have to. Yeah. Well, I love (laughs) hearing that because I really think that's key. Whenever you're deciding to make a change in your life, like whether you want to hit the gym or change your eating habits or start meditating, it's not ever supposed to be coming out of a place of like, I hate myself and I want to change. It's Mm -hmm. like, you know, I want to do this because I want to feel better and I want to feel better in my body. Definitely. So keep connecting. Yes. Hit us up on Instagram. We're on Facebook. Go to our website, wineandshinepodcast.com. As always, give us a little thumbs up on the iTunes or any other podcast service that you subscribe to. Um, Subscribe to us. Give us a little review. We're on Stitcher now too. We're on Stitcher. Yeah. So find us there. So we will catch you next time with another great episode. And we look forward to chatting with you then. All right. See you guys. 